Brad, it's time. What? I challenge you to a lightsaber duel. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't have a lightsaber, Isaac. I got you, buddy. Oh, boy. Let's get into it. Happy Monday, everybody, Super Swole Bros, and today we have a special guest, my buddy John, all the way from L.A. via Skype with us. Uh, uh, how's well. it going in L.A.? Uh, doing all right. We got clearer skies than uh, I've seen since I was a child. <laughs> and, uh, we're done with, uh, we had an early heat wave last week, which really sucked, uh, being trapped in our tiny L.A. apartments, but uh, oh, yeah, we're, we're, we're surviving. Literal definition of a hot box, but okay. <laughs> very much so, very much so. So, so uh, before the uh, world came to an end, uh, John, you were actually going to be coming to visit us, uh, and you were going to be on an episode, and then the world ended. We were going to get in a workout, but sadly, yeah. uh, uh, the world had uh, other plans. Yeah, the dark times came. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that um, was in the before times. Yeah, and... <laughs> And then Isaac, you and I, we were supposed to be doing our one-week challenge this week. Yeah, I've been kind of keeping up with that. I've made sure, like, Monday, I ran my two miles in my workout. Tuesday, I could not move. But then yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and today, I've done two miles every day. So that's progress, getting back to it. I, I started it, and then I stopped because I am now officially a cyborg for the next 48 hours. How come he gets to be a cyborg? You know... Unfair. <laughs> uh, so I'm hooked up to a heart monitor, and when I was talking to my doctor, he said, you can't exercise, you know, all that stuff. You can't do a lot because the heart monitor needs to stay attached. So I was like, well, you know what? We'll postpone the workout. I kind of kept a workout going, but I didn't do the runs. And then I get there, and they're like, you can do whatever you want. We don't care. <laughs> and I'm like, well, gosh. I wish I would have freaking known. Um, so, John, you were asking. Uh, I know we've talked a little bit about this on the podcast, but um, so I'm uh, I uh, was diagnosed with a benign heart condition. Oh man! Um, so, and the basis of it is one of the chambers in my heart decides to randomly open or close at the wrong time, mm -hmm. and it's not fatal or anything. But they just want to make sure that that's the only thing going on. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, it seems like a serious enough one thing uh, yeah. that, uh, you know, you want to... Uh, it is your kinda, heart, buddy. Actually, yeah. speaking of which, that just like You kind of want to kick the tires on the other four chambers, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Jesus. That, uh, actually, that just happened, so I actually need to make a note that it just happened so they know what time and everything that it happened at. Okay. Um. But anyways, uh, so, but you, uh, when you did work out, you were doing uh, HIIT workouts, correct? Yes. Yeah, I, um, I started um, uh, working out pretty much weights only uh, back in June of 2019 uh, when, <clears throat> excuse me, when my uh, work uh, moved to a new office building in downtown L.A., and uh, there was a gym one floor below us. And so 
that kind of removed all barriers I had to uh, not working out. Like at that point, it was it, at least like psychologically, I I realized immediately like well, all the good excuses are gone now because it's yeah. right there. It's one floor below me. I have to be in this building already. There's showers. Zero. Yeah. You, you know, like, and 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 it and it's not very busy. So like, I I could I. It seemed as though I could pretty much always use whatever I wanted, and it was a you know a serviceable little gym. You know, like there's a a you know a, a good dumbbell rack with all the standard weights, and then there was yeah. like uh, eight eight machines, and then you know a, a rowing machine, a stairmaster. You know, the, and then like you know a two each of all the standard cardio stuff. Yeah. You know, and I was like. Okay, like I guess we got to do it now. Yeah. Like all the all the good excuses, all the excuses that I could at least kind of sell to myself were gone. So I was yeah. like, well, I guess we got to do it. So I started well, going, and uh, the trainers noticed that I, you know, I was going in a lot, and so they just started talking to me like, well, do you, you want to kick this up? And you know, we talked, and so uh, up until. We went into lockdown in March. Um, so like from so long ago, yeah, for real, yeah. <laughs> like only two months or two decades. But um, <laughs> it all it all blurs together. Yeah. <laughs> so, but for for about five months or so, more or less. Let's see. Oh, six months, maybe I suppose. Um, I was just going uh, every Monday through Friday. I would do a about a um, fifteen to twenty minute, um, yeah, hit hit training, just weights, super intense, and um, it was pretty great. You know, um, we made a lot of progress. Uh, dropped about. Um, I was starting at about three hundred and seventeen pounds. That was the highest I weighed myself at. I know that I weighed more. Like, yeah. I know there was a higher peak because, like, let, I weighed, but, you know. But also, let's face it. You don't, like, when it comes to working out and, like, doing anything like that, you don't need to know your highest weight. You just need yeah. to know that you're doing something better. Yeah. yeah. We, we were we were near the top of the mountain. You know, yeah. that, was a, that was a sizable enough high water mark. But from there, you know, like... I mean, we hit it hard. Like, we were going five days a week pretty much from, like, the third week on. Like, you know, we kind of started doing three days a week, and then it was like, well, I think we can do four days a week. And then we just did five because my trainers are so good. These guys, like, they have such good plans, and, like, we we rotate, you know, every day. And um, it just worked out really well so that, you know, the cycle of recovery was always in a different place everywhere. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, you know, in a pretty rapid succession, like, I mean, last I checked, I was down like about 75 pounds of fat, put on like 35 of muscle, like good changes, you know, a couple. Oh yeah, of course. You know, everything's fit a little better, got a lot more energy, think clearer, you know, and for work, man, it, it was great. Cause I, I always did it during my lunch. And so it was, like, such a perfect, like, break from work during the day. Oh, um, yeah. You know, because, I, I mean, I, I, work in, I work at a law firm, not an attorney or anything like that. But, you know, it's very, it's all mental, you know. It's everything's in your head and on the screen. And so 
is really nice, like, at about, like, 1 o'clock to go in and, like, have to just kind of empty the mind and, like, be very present on, like, the working out because, you know, everything was, you know, to fail. Like, we didn't do, you know, not a lot of reps. It's like, hey, we're going to do 15 reps and hopefully you don't get to 15. See, and that's exactly what I always tell Isaac. Isaac, don't I do that to you? Shoot for 10 reps, but don't make 10. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, and, you know, and like, I mean, whether it's good or bad, like, I mean, like, there was no warm up. Like, I was going from, like, sitting at my desk or, oh, I have a standing desk. So sometimes I'd be standing at my desk if it meant anything. Yeah. But then it's like, uh, take an elevator one floor down change into my gym clothes as you know waved my trainer and he's like okay uh 15 squats at 440 pounds yeah i was like which which in all honesty you're at like more than me so that's one of the interesting differences between hiit and like the workouts we do we do a slow build to higher weights whereas when you talk hiit it's just like oh you got the 300 pounds at 10 reps. Good. Now you're going up to 350. Like, <laughs> yeah, for real. Everything, Explosive. everything is. And you know, in, in some ways I like that because at least for me, like most of my previous gym experience was all just, you know, like LA fitness, 24 hour fitness. Yeah. And like, it was just, I always felt like it was such an inefficient way. For, for some, things, for some, at least, at least, at least yeah. for me, you know, at the end of a long day, I was just like, man, like, I feel like for 90 minutes, like, at least in, like, some of those bigger gyms, and in North Hollywood, like, it's so busy, you know? Oh, like, yeah. it, it was, you, you just, you're waiting for everything, you know? But, yeah. yeah. But just getting in and getting out and getting back to, to my day, like, you know, really works well. And, like, I, it's perfect doing it in the afternoon, like, right as you're kind of, like, hitting that afternoon slump, you know, for oh, yeah, dude, morning that would coffee. Be like, do, like, a 15-minute, like, just... 110 percent workout and like man like it's like a a pot of coffee you know yeah and and like again i'm really hoping whenever this lockdown is over and you're able to come visit we should definitely hit the gym together i know it's been a while it's been a while for both of us don't don't for sure i would be i would be intrigued to see how i would handle like a length like your style of working out i have no idea how that would go you well, know, and that's I'm also wondering how I'm going to handle it at this point. Like, <laughs> it's been so long. I can I can I can tell you right now it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Yeah, I kind of wonder if like. Um, I wonder if uh, if a uh, hit training. Will in some ways be easier to hop back into because it's like it's only 15 minutes. Like maybe yeah, the max, you know maybe the max weight changes. Like maybe maybe I'm tired at 380 pounds on the squat instead, instead of yeah. something. But like it's only 15 minutes, and like at least for me, like I found like pretty quickly I was able to like you know get these workouts like oh we can do this pretty easy. You know, and, and that's that's an interesting thing. Maybe after the gyms reopen after for like maybe a good couple weeks or month or so, maybe we should get you back on and we can talk about how the workouts like differ from going back to the gym after Returning so. Returning to a normal routine is going to be Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Oh yeah. But 
you know, that's not all we want to talk about. We, you know, obviously fitness, that's what we do. But again, guys, it's been locked down. We're having trouble. I have a heart monitor now. Like, let's. Life is real cyborg. Life is on hard mode. Yeah, life is. Somebody downloaded the all the DLC in life, and they need to stop that right now. Because yeah, um, yeah. but we, like the intro said, we were talking Star Wars before we started recording. Oh yeah, and sure. Star Wars is just gonna be something that we're always gonna go back to. But before it's we church, do, man, it's church. It is, before it's got we a do, literal religion to it. So yeah, yeah. Before we do, I want to say a quick thing about Warhammer. Because that's been my shtick lately. Brother. It's also free right now. I'm downloading it. Oh, yeah. Inquisitor Martyr is free right now. Do you have an what? Xbox, John? Pass the heavy flamer, brother. Yes! <laughs> uh, yes. I, do have, I do have an Xbox. Uh, you should download Inquisitor Martyr. We can get some gaming on. All right. All right. It's a Warhammer that, that's game. Good. I've, so been, I've been jamming on... I finally got Battlefront 2 after years of boycotting it because of all the loot crate stuff. Oh yeah. It's, they it's had, a lot better than it was. It's oh yeah. Like they had was. some, they had some crazy deal where I like, I got the whole game and all of the add-ons for like 20 bucks. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. sure. <laughs> and, and it's great because for 20 bucks, I got an incredible game. It's just oh, yeah. from what I understand, I just didn't have to deal with the multiple well, years up of, to it. Yeah. Yeah. Please make this better. So, so you know, a big shout so out to quick. everyone who uh, yelled at EA and and made oh, it. Oh, oh yeah. What, what today is a I've found to be a fantastic and you know, and I'm actually game. excited. I'm excited to get into some Battlefront too as well. But before we talk Star Wars, so there is a YouTuber that I follow who does nothing but Warhammer stuff. Gotcha. And he's doing a contest right now where he wants you to take all your unpainted, unassembled miniatures and for a week. Assemble them and paint as many as you can. Oh, man. And there's a contest for... I got for... a lot of minis, man. Hold on. Now, <laughs> I found... In my closet, I found a Dark Eldar Battle Force from 2004 that I never assembled. Now, I mean, that thing has to be worth at least, like, $400 now, though. So I, I mean, have... this, is, this is Warhammer we're talking I have, about. Right? I have been assembling... All my old Dark Eldar stuff. Oh, and man. But the only thing is, like, uh, I guess a long time ago, I started assembling them. Sure. So some of the pieces are broken. So, like, this thing is broken, and I had to fix it. I don't know if you can see the green stuff and the oh, super yeah, glue. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, so if anyone has some Warhammer minis, uh, uh, I believe the guy's name is Midwinter Minis. Um, I don't have any Warhammer minis, but I've got a a bevy of D and D minis, tape, you know, like little Reaper and and a few other uh, oh, side, yeah. side companies for like you know for like games that I didn't play the game, but I liked the mini. I was like, oh, I could I could build a character off of that, you know. Well, actually, so um, because I found my Dark Eldar box, uh, there's a character from Dark Eldar. Uh, her name is Lelith. Hexapin, Hexapin. I can't remember her name. Anyways, Lelith. I know that much. Sure. L e t h. L e l t h i t h or something. I can't. Remember. Anyways, she is like the most badass character in all of Warhammer. So. Well, I mean, and that's a 
I mean, that's a bold claim, man, because Warhammer has quite quite the cast of characters. Oh, yeah, no, but, like, so <laughs> in, in the Dark Eldar lore, she is a gladiator who has been a gladiator for millennia, who has never lost or been scratched in gladiatorial combat, and her whole quest right now is to find the leader of the Thousand Suns Chaos Space Marines to take him to a gladiatorial combat arena to beat the shit out of him. That's her quest. Like, I want to find this one guy out of an entire galaxy and beat the shit out of him. And and because of that, I actually had to. Her mini, her mini is really hard to find now, and I found it, so I had to order it. Like, because just because of the background of her, like, is just so cool. And to make it cooler, I said she's never been scratched or like beaten in an arena, right? Right. She she wears minimal clothes to the arena so that she knows that if the opponent beats her, they beat her fair. Metal. Very warm. Yeah. So anyways, but That's hard let's, let's talk a little <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk a little Star Wars, though. So Star Wars has quite the cast of characters that many of them in their own right, we can say are metal as all hell. Darth Maul is one of my favorite Sith lords to ever grace the film screen. super metal have you uh not to not to immediately sidebar did you keep track of like what they did with maul in the the clone wars show and uh all right so i actually have never i've never seen any of the clone wars oh shows. brother brother you're uh, missing out you're missing out on they expand his character so much yeah and just in general like the clone wars show like adds so much emotional depth to elements of the prequel like it shores up the prequel trilogy with so much emotional depth and it's just incredible like this i mean not to plug too much but like this this most this last season that they threw out on disney plus the like the final season of clone wars was incredible like See, honestly, okay. so it's it, maybe like, it's it's some of the best storytelling in Star Wars, man. It's some of the best storytelling in the visual medium of Star Wars, and I include some of the movies in that. So <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe that's what I'll do while I'm assembling and painting all these. Like I think the box set came with like twenty Dark Eldar warriors, five bikes, and the transport. I have the Cabal leader. And I have a few orcs to finish up. So while I'm finishing all those minis, what I'll do is I'll have Star Wars Clone Wars on in the background. Dude, I will, I will send you the it. I will send you the um, chronological episode because they're for for one reason or another they were not released in chronological order, which is very confusing. So yeah, okay. I will send you a list that will that will guide you so that things make sense so that like characters I'm aren't cool like, with that. introduced to you and then 30 episodes later you get their origin story instead you get their origin story first <laughs> okay i'm cool instead. with that so, yeah so so with with star wars all right can we all agree that darth maul is just a badass yeah, he, he's is, super metal. he is metal as shit all right so part of the reason i love darth maul so much and this is a weird reason Qui-Gon Jinn is my favorite Jedi. A solid Jedi. 
And, and solid choice for favorite Jedi. Solid choice. And like, I was so pissed that he only got one freaking movie. But like, I remember reading like ages ago when Episode One came out, reading like the lore behind him, like his backstory. And I can't remember it, and I wish I did. But like, he was just so awesome. And then you have Darth Maul who came in out of nowhere and just marked them cleanly. Cleanly beat him. Like it was it was a fight for sure, but like in the end, Darth Maul just got the upper hand and did a clean end to him. Yeah. Um I mean Darth now, Maul was trained like since he was a baby, basically. That yeah. Also yeah. another cool thing about Darth Maul, and I'm sure both of you know this, but you know, for anyone listening who might not know it, so Darth Maul's original character design, the spikes on his head were feathers. And oh, I the, remember seeing that concept art. And the guy yeah, who designed weird. the guy who designed the costume or you know the makeup misinterpreted the feather design for spikes, which it was a big improvement, I will say. Like, I mean, I think I'll tell you what, that, I don't think that character would have lasted. With feathers. <laughs> with with feathers. I think I think either way, if the feathers were done right, I think either way it would have been awesome. It would have been interesting. I don't think but, he would have played the villain quite as well. Yeah, and looking also, like looking like Space Satan really helped. Villain. And yeah. I, also, I was reading that uh, the actor who played Darth Maul had such a problem with the contacts that he had to wear that he could not blink. So if you watch episode one, he only blinks once when he's dying. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, like, that was back in the day. Like, I mean, I know now... I mean, you know, now if you, you know, look at any of, like, the cosplay conventions, like, so many people have colored contacts in. So, like, I I kind of assume that the, you know, the technology has progressed. uh, But, I mean, I I remember when I was a kid, probably partially because of Darth Maul in that movie, like, me looking into, like, all right, how do I do that? How can I do that? You know? And I distinctly remember, like, looking into it and, like, everything on the internet was saying, like, these really hurt, like, it's cool, but it really hurts, don't do yeah. it. Like, yeah. take, one, take one photo and then take them out immediately. Like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't keep them in. Whereas now it seems like people can just, like, walk around for, like, a whole day. Yeah, I've, I've actually got some contacts that I've got Didn't you Halloween. scare the kids that you take care of wearing them once? Before Halloween, I got it, and I showed it to him, and he wanted me to wear them, so I did, and then his, there was, like, a family member came home, another little kid, I'm like, hey, Marco, and he freaked out, I was like, oh, ugh. Yeah. To be fair, if someone's wearing sunglasses, you don't expect them to take them off, and all of a sudden, Darth Maul eyes are staring right at you. Yeah. You don't see that coming. You don't see a little jarring. It's a little disconcerting, because my eyes are brown, and then suddenly they turn bright yellow red. Yeah. So, out of nowhere, I understand why he was like, Ugh. A Sith Lord! <laughs> like, oh my god, if he, if he knew about those movies then, that would have been so great, because then he would totally get it. Yeah. But as it happened, he just was freaked out for a bit. But they're a lot more comfortable so, now. Me- meanwhile, in his, inside of his head, just 10-hour... <laughs> Ten-hour mix of Duel of the Fates. I'm still saying that, like, one of these days we need to go to Star Wars Land and do a podcast right afterwards. 
I'm down. Dude, I mean, I went with, um, you remember Ethan, Fred? Yeah. Dude, um, I've seen Ethan. I've hung out with Ethan a few times. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I've been to Galaxy's Edge twice. Both times went in costume, in character. Once in Florida, I surprised. Uh, this, was, this was such an incredible time. I flew to Florida and surprised my oldest and best friend um, in Florida at the mm. airport. And he thought he, he was just going to Galaxy's Edge with his wife, but his wife and I had been planning this for like half a year. Oh, oh dude, that's awesome. Nice. And what I did was this is this is the best thing. Like, so this was in when was this in? January? This was in January, I believe, Florida. So the weather was mild, thank God. You know, like pretty <laughs> low humidity. Um but the way that I did it was when I was in the airport, it worked out perfectly. Like they landed like half an hour before me. So they were still in the terminal when I landed, get to the airport. And I texted with his wife and we figured out where he was. And um, what I did was I walked near them and they were in the coffee line and I dropped uh, this at his what? feet. Oh. Oh. oh, okay. Which is a, for, for the listeners who won't see this, which is a little block of plastic Beskar. You'll recall being the precious metal from the Mandalorian show. Um, and so I dropped that at his feet and just like picked it up and said, sir, did you drop this? And he freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would too. If like, oh, I mean, it, oh, I, oh. It, you know, his eyes just went <laughs> and just, oh man, it was the best. It was the best. And we oh, had a great yeah, time, but awesome. like going galaxy's edge, man. Like if you're, if you're one of those like people who like, you know, your parents just like showed you Star Wars when you were like six, and like that was it, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like for like you know, was it for me like, and you just kind of like so just steeped in it your whole your whole life. Like it's it's church, man. Like Galaxy's Edge is like the coolest thing. Like the, uh, I want to like, go. The of, like the level of immersion was incredible, and especially because like the cast members. Like, we were all in very clear costumes. So, like, the cast members could very obviously see that, like, we came to play, essentially. Yeah. And so, because of the level of immersion at the park, like, we had so many cool interactions with, like... Because um, there's this, like, resistance spy that's, like, running around galaxy's edge like scouting out the first order and everything and like tailing the troopers and everything and it's cool because like she'll like interact with people sometimes and she'll like meet up with chewy and stuff like that that is so cool and it's, it, it's fun the cosplay basically. yeah essentially dude and so and they've got and the, the the wild thing is like and it's true like everyone's got their own like little star wars name and a backstory and what like what their broader life in society is on this planet and this outpost and the three of us my friend was going as a ex rebel pilot um he had this like orange nurses garb essentially like scrubs he had orange scrubs and he was wearing like kind of like a black puffer vest type deal and some like little like belt 
bags and stuff like that to kind of make it cool. That is so cool. And see, that's you know. what I love about Star Wars. It's you can you can do it pretty quickly. You can get the aesthetic like pretty pretty quick. Um, so he did like an ex pilot. His wife was kind of like essentially doing like a kind of like a Hoth Leia vibe. Okay, like kind okay. of like light pants and like a white puffer vest. What were you? Uh, but what um so I was going as a ex imperial officer turned smuggler. So I had I have this I have a imperial officer's cap that I kind of have like roughed and roughed up a bit and like I took the, the imperial badging off of it and then I was wearing um this uh kimono jacket that I've got actually right now on <laughs> um and then i have this like uh vest that is like per it's 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 so star warsy there's lots of pockets uh and it doesn't have a collar that's like the most important thing for star wars cosplay no collars everything is just like the straight up you yeah, know yeah, yeah. thing and if it's you just, have any sort of collar, it's almost like that turtleneck honestly thing it's on. like earth tones and no collars and no obvious buttons. And that's basically it. <laughs> you know, ropes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, I have these um, these pants that I... I'll show you guys. I have... Uh, I, I put... Like, oh, tilting our heads. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we both tilted our head at the same time. Uh-oh, we lost you, John. I think he's still there. Uh, just... I think he's still there. I think I think that there was an internet connection issue. Oh, uh, I can see the pants though. I know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's blurry, but I know what he's talking about. Uh, okay, John... I, can't, I can't hear him anymore. No, I can't. All right, John, if you can hear us. Oh wait, so, there yeah, we are. So, my tablet version of Skype is more delicate. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would appear so. It does not like to be moved. <laughs> so I won't I won't do that ever again, I promise. So <laughs> I, honestly, I promise John, because you live down in LA. Yeah. Whenever the end of the world is over, Isaac, let's head to LA, let's go to Star Wars land with you. I am so down. Yeah, man. And that's and my ticket right now. Let's go. He came down, he he stayed here, he crashed with me, and then we just drove out early in the morning. Yeah. And uh, and went and it was, even though, I, I say like going on March 9th was a little weird. People were tense, mm -hmm. you know. Like the like I could tell that like the people that worked there were tense. People, you could hear people whispering. You know, everyone was talking about the virus and like <laughs> we're we're here, you know. And the crazy thing was that it was packed. We went on a Monday and we figured like, oh, it's gonna be empty. Disneyland was packed because what had happened was a whole bunch of like there was this giant like annual health and wellness convention like a big deal big deal conference that was happening in town and it got canceled due to coronavirus so but that's the thing it was at the last minute like literally day before day or two before so like most of these people were already in town and what's right next to all of the hotels and convention centers in Orange County? Why Disneyland? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, we thought we were being real smart by, like, taking some time off work, and we'd go to Disneyland on a Monday, and it's kind of late season, so 
you know, like it should be a light day. We got like holiday Saturday crowd. Oh, and it was packed. And like when we got there, it was just like, why? Why do this? What? You know, and we'll, we'll do that. We'll go down. We'll we'll hit it on a Monday or something to try yeah. to avoid the crowd. And then afterwards, we'll we'll sit down. We'll record a podcast again. Because honestly, I've been wanting to go to Star Wars Land since they announced it before it, it opened. I've been wanting. It's to go. so much fun. It's so much fun. And uh, afterwards, we'll go to the um, we'll go to the there's a. Uh, a cantina themed bar in in Hollywood. I believe it's called the Smuggle, Smuggler's Cantina. Smuggler's I'm in. Yeah, it's I'm in. pretty. It's pretty cool. Like you, you, you will enjoy it. And uh, their drinks are cheaper than at Disneyland. Oh yeah, well even though the cantina <laughs> at Disneyland is actually pretty cool. Like getting, I mean, oh man, the wait list though is intense. You oh. have to get your reservation like a month in advance. You know, maybe we should do that though. Oh no, we, no, you you absolutely must. Like you have to. It's it's such a fun little experience. It's very cool. You know, it, it's just the whole thing though. But man, let me tell you, the first time you walk into the the first time you see the Millennium Falcon, it is going to like just hit you like a ton. Oh of yeah. Oh, the first time wait. that you do the ride and you you walk into this hallway and a door slides open and all of a sudden you're in the like common room of the falcon and there's the the space chess table and see okay like, real quick it, the like, the the problem i have with star wars land this is just me yeah i get motion sick from simulator rides oh, oh bro that's terrible but i think you're i'm just gonna willing to take some dramamine i'm, I'm willing to take, take some anti-nauseous you would not dramamine. make it as a pilot you would not make it as a pilot oh man yeah no, see, that's weird. I n- I don't get motion sick on airplanes. Like, I don't get air sick. I do get seasick sometimes. Um, and roller coasters, sometimes they'll mess with me. If they're an intense roller coaster, they will. So but like, for simulated the most... motion. But simulated really motion just kills me. Like, uh, I have to sit down. So you don't mess around with VR or anything like that, probably. Um, I have a VR headset for my phone, and I've used it maybe like three or four times. Uh-huh. Did it um, you out a little bit? Yeah, I, I could only use it for about five to ten minutes before, oh, wow. like, it's like, I need to take so it off. Continue. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, because, like, I used to not get motion sick, and then, like, one day I went, like, I've gone in VR, you know, the, the simulator rides a million times, and then one day I went on one, actually in Disneyland, I went to the Star Wars uh, oh, Star Tours. ride about, I want to say it was six years ago. Yeah, Star Tours. And I went on it, and afterwards, like, I had to sit down. Like, I was sick. Oh, wow. And it sucks, because I know Star Wars Land, most of them are the... It all is. There's only two rides. Yeah. And they're both motion. Except for, oh, dude, Rise of Resistance is the most incredible But again, I'm willing to take some Dramamine the night before and the day of to make sure... Actually, you'd be cool with Rise of Resistance because that, you're actually, you are physically moving through a physical space. Like, that's not simulated. You are actually moving. I'm okay depending on how intense the movements are. It's not very fast. Like, so it, like it, uh, you're, you're kind of like jerking around a little bit, but yeah, yeah. but you're like not, you're not like Mountain. spinning a lot. And... 
Yeah, so. but you know Space Mountain, the roller coaster Space Mountain? Yeah. That one destroys me. Oh, no, it, this is, Rise is all on a single, single level. Then we're cool. Then I'll or, do it. Well, you go up and you go down, but literally on like an elevator. So You know, like, but again, so. again, I'm doing all these rides. I'm going to take some Dramamine. We're getting on it. Yeah. Like, um, another thing that I really want to see, and I, I don't, I haven't been to Star Wars land, so I'm not too sure how they're, if they're expanding anything, you know, how it's going. But one of the things I really want to see, I want to be able to sit in the cockpit of an X-Wing and of a TIE Fighter. You can get really close to both of those things, but you can't quite. I know. See, that's, I want to be able to, if they come out with a motion simulator ride, I want it to be like a single person one. Well, where you're yeah, like so, flying a TIE yeah. Fighter or a cockpit. Well, yeah, I just. Single player would be. Yeah, so like if if you just have, I think the Tie Fighter layout would probably yield better results, just because I'm thinking of the the position that because like the the Tie Fighter pilots, like the cockpit in there is very much more an upright seating position, like they're on like a saddle, they're sitting up yeah. in the cockpit, and that's uh, a very similar seating position to the um, the Avatar ride. In Florida, yeah. So, could so you whereas whereas the X wing is more like you're like in a Formula One car, you know, like you're getting oh, into yeah. a jet cockpit, which is a little bit more, um, it's a little bit more challenging for people with limited mobility or yeah. fit and finish is a little tougher in that. So honestly, I think the Tie Fighter Simulator would be a lot easier just from a physical perspective but to create. Could you... Could you imagine them doing like one of those big rooms, kind of like the soaring over California ride, yeah. and it being a Tie Fighter ride? Tie Fighter. That um, would be so sick. Yeah, I mean, if if look, if you're asking me if you want Disney to build what literal hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of like kindergarten through middle school playground daydreaming was with me and my buddies and like just like make believe star wars like yeah sure like if if i if i want disney to pour billions of dollars into making that real yes yes, my yeah. yes. i would like them to do that please well um, let's face it disney <laughs> could do it they, they, they could do it they they own like yeah they could do it they've done it before they, look they did it with avatar okay they spent That's all it. that money on avatar they could surely do it for disney or for right. so yeah for sure. And and I hate to cut this conversation because I want to keep talking about this, but we need to cut this short because you uh, know Oh yeah. Jesus, we're at like we're at, we're at like fifty minutes of us <laughs> on this recording right now, so it'll probably be like a 35, 40 minute episode. Uh, but guys, we don't want to we'll do... do like a we don't want to do like a Rogan style episode where it's just like, hey guys, here's here's a three and a half hour Episode. You know, how about this? What we'll do is one of these days, maybe in the next month or two, we'll get it together again and we'll have a bonus episode coming out on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And we are just going to talk about Star Wars. You and... ever want to you ever want to check in in that galaxy far, far away, man? Just let me know. Like, you know, and maybe I'm this still, will have I'm to still be read like... the comic books. I'm still I'm still in it, man. <laughs> this might have to be like a once a month thing, honestly. Every once so. in a while, man. Yeah, I'll be the uh, I'll be the um, I'll be the Star Wars correspondent. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do want to say, Fred. Yeah. 
Two of the people in this call have lightsabers, and only and one doesn't. And it's the it same. It actually is the same lightsaber. <laughs> you know what? We'll have to remedy that when we go to uh, Star Wars. You seen the new up. one that, that they just came out with? Oh, I didn't. Oh, it looks so good. <laughs> it looks so these, good. These are really good, but these are pricey. Though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The new one's even more, but it looks so uh, good. All right, how about this? Whenever we're able to go to Star Wars Land again, like when it opens up and we're able to go, Brad will get a lightsaber. Yes. It'll be, it'll be Brad's first lightsaber. And we're going to share Brad's that moment. And it'll be we'll all share that oh, moment. By the way, we could totally take these to, to Disneyland. They let you <gasps> in with these. They let you take them? On the... I'm Kind of. <laughs> if you're cool, if they're cool, if you play it cool... You can be cool. All right. All right, guys. Well, anyways, until Disneyland opens up and we're able to get that in, this has been awesome talking to you, John. But until next time, this is the Super Swole Bros. Signing out.